Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Roll it, baby. Hold on a second, Brian. I just... Oh, lunchtime. Oh, sorry. Mm. Yeah, let me go ahead. And, oh, man. Go I'm just, just caught my... me at lunch, Brian. Oh. Just caught me right here. Oh. oh, man. We've just had a hurricane here, Brian, and I've barely eaten anything in days. <sighs> man. And, uh... You know, I've been a little thirsty. depressed because I keep hearing all this stuff about people on other podcasts not lo- really liking other podcasts, and it made me I can't feel find any good myself. ones. I can't. Can you find any good podcasts about making shit? I, I, I don't can't. know. I'm trying to think. I really like making it time. with Jimmy Duresta. That's probably the original ah. and still the best. Sorry, man. I just had to uh, take a drink real quick before I respond to that. <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh, all right, hold man. on. I'm just finishing these chips. Okay. No rush. No rush. Jeez. All right, here we go. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, you're listening to Work For It podcast. I am back from the dead, straight from the eye of the hurricane Ian, who tried with every ounce of its force to destroy Housemate HQ. Right over the the eye came right over the shop. We stood there strong, holding an American flag and an AK-47, and we said, bring it, motherfucker, because we got this! Bring it! <laughs> and, then it and then it blew away. And guess what? It just moved right on. It just you moved did, on. It, Move didn't on. Even, it didn't even hang Next. out to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Not a trace can be found. Got another bag of chips here, Brian. I, I need to eat. Hungry. This bag of chips. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. There's nothing quite mm. like the sound of someone eating on air. I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. Delicious oh, audio. Makes me Coming so right hungry. At you. Anyway, boys, I'm I'm glad to be back. And I I I know you guys have seen the epic blade that I am producing oh, here with limited tools. I am hand filing everything. I had to cut the entire blade by hand. No grinder. The tool tool maker with limited tools. No air conditioning. Yep. Just in the rain. I'm I'm out there. I'm using uh, (laughs) uh, ancient technology to finish this fantasy challenge because I realized something. I was sitting there talking to somebody and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this thing. It's impossible almost. Like I already have a tight schedule. I'm trying to get, you know, house-made orders out and everything else, and I got this fantasy blade, and I have I was like halfway done with a billet because I did Mosaic Damascus for this first yeah. one. And um, then I realized something. I realized that I was being a little bitch, and I was <laughs> complaining, and I was down in the dumps because I just got my ass kicked by a Category 5 hurricane, Buck up and the power was up. out. And we were low on water, low on food. There's just, there's like Chinooks flying over my shop, constantly dropping, like air dropping supplies in. And I'm like, you know what? This is, this is a real world disaster. And I am at ground zero 
And yeah. what? how am I going to complete this knife? And then I went into the bathroom. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, oh. stop being a little bitch. I- <laughs> Pick up your yeah. big boy pants and put them on. Tighten your belt. Strap on your shoes and get back in the challenge. Yeah. And gentlemen, I am caught up. I'm right there. I'm That's I'm not awesome. I'm not finished, but I think I am going to have blade produced at least I don't know if I I know I'm gonna beat Brian Cohn, but I don't know if I'm gonna win. <laughs> I will say I think I've got a fighting chance here, fellas. Well here's the thing, man. So this is such a huge opportunity to show off the true tilt, to show off the Apollo yeah. Forge, you know, yeah. it'd be such a damn shame if we had this many eyes on this competition and, you know, the fucking hurricane yeah. knocked you out. And Oh, my God. I mean, you're you- still going to use this as your reason why I beat your ass and, you know, put you <laughs> yeah. way down yeah. in the, yeah. in the of you know, list of winners. And I don't, so know, I, I, I don't just- know if you noticed, Brian, but I mean, I really knocked it out of the park. I mean, I you mean, haven't even really seen where I'm truly. at right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I am like right there. I'm right. So your last, uh, I, your last it, video was this like sensual, yeah. classical music. Mm-hmm. We get, we get a hint. That's that's Is original that... sound. Uh, the score from uh, Lord of the Rings, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Now, is this so, thing based off of Lord of the Rings? Or are you just pulling it out of your yeah, ass? Yeah, just kind of, you know, I took some inspiration <laughs> from, from the... when it when it was done. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fantasy, Brian. It could be whatever I want, right? I live in a fantasy world. I can make whatever the fuck I want, and I don't have to answer His anybody. fantasy has lots of curves. The only, <laughs> the only fantasy that's happening is the fantasy you are living in thinking you're going to Oh, I mean, that's... I, that's what it is. That's just what I, it is. Here's what I'm going to say. You know how I feel about free markets. Well, it applies to challenges as well. When okay. I saw the work you produced, I realized that I was talking out of school a little bit Inferior. and that I had a serious contender. Now, all these other guys in the competition, not no joke, like they're doing great work. Yeah, but Brian, sure. this is really about me and you at this yeah, point. Yeah, one thousand because of the shit talk be, and all this stuff. Out of the twenty people, we could be nineteen and twenty, and we'd still right. be battling. It wouldn't it matter out for which exactly. one's better. <laughs> we would be swinging at each other for that last, you know, second to last place. But um, and I've seen a lot of the other guys work, and the the guys who are participating in the the um, the the viewer, like the uh, what are they? What are oh they yeah, it? the viewer yeah, build off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their work is unbelievable. Some of those guys, like, you know, if they had YouTube channels or bigger YouTube channels, they would be contenders. I mean, they're yeah. some amazing so work. So is, is there a hashtag to follow or something that people yeah, are Yeah, Fantasy on? Knife Challenge. Hashtag Fantasy okay. Knife Challenge. I've been Copy. posting under that, but I don't know about a lot of other people. There is a Facebook group that Dennis started called the uh, YouTube Knife Challenge, I think it is. Is that uh, what it's called, you guys in Brian? Your, you guys in it's your either Facebooks. in you, YouTube knife challenges or challenge one of the two. I don't Something remember. like that. If you Google it, yeah. you'll find or Facebook Google it in there. You'll find it. And um, there, there's that's a pretty active crew over there. And we're trying to build a community over there. So if you're a knife maker and you want to kind of follow along, you get a kind of a behind the scenes look, right. I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and a lot you of don't guys even. Are you don't even have to necessarily be a part of it. You can you can just join it even if you're not. Yeah. Isn't that the case where it's like you could if you just want to follow along, you can join that yeah. group. You don't yeah, have to be group. actively make making a fantasy yeah. okay. challenge knife. Yep. 
So, yeah, yeah I, I will say I'm excited about this. And, and a couple things about these challenges. I always regret saying yes, that I'm going to do it. And then at the very end, I'm so glad I did it because it pushed yeah. me to do things that I would never do. Mosaic Damascus, number one, build a knife like this, number two, because I've never done anything like this before. And I really feel like when Dennis and and um, uh, Aaron, Lee. Aaron, Aaron. Yeah, uh, they when they brought this idea to everybody and we all said yes and started participating, I don't even think they fully knew what it was going to turn out to be. Those views, by by the way, on YouTube, some of those videos, like majority of them are in the millions. Like people get millions of views from watching these challenges on YouTube. They get tens of thousands of subscribers. I know I got like 10,000 subscribers from the last one. and. And then, but that's just the content portion of it. It really pushes you to do things outside of your comfort zone. And Brian, yep. you're a classic example, making a Damascus <laughs> sword. I mean, 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you cool. just, you rise to the occasion. You realize that this is a huge opportunity and you're just like, hey, screw it. I'm not just going to make a little tiny thing that I know I can do super well. I'm going to go balls to the wall and leave it all out there and try to go for the top positions instead of somewhere in the middle or possibly down at the bottom and that's just inspiring to watch it's inspiring to watch because when i see uh someone like you who is a you know mediocre knife maker actually jump into a challenge like this and produce a mediocre sword (laughs) like you've done it makes me think like wow you know you've really stepped it up you know you you went from on a scale of one to ten you went from a two to like a three and a half i mean wow really did it Wow, just, mediocrity. Can you feel just it's getting deep in here, Brian? Man, I'm gonna have to it. put my I'm gonna have to put my boots on. It is getting deep in here. It's starting to smell <laughs> too. Ooh, look at Ooh. Oh shit, man. Man, so, so that's coming up. Oh my gosh, it's definitely coming <laughs> up. And, oh. So there's that. I'm hoping there's a segue so in there somewhere that. because I'm I'm ugh. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, so what else so, has been happening? Hey. I, so I saw a thing on Instagram last night that there are like 42,000 linemen parked in their rigs ready to roll into the state of Florida to, to bring power back. Have you, have you seen this? Yes. And it's rumor that, that is that number 42,000. I think that's the total number of employees that they have. Okay you know, as a conglomerate that are Uh working toward rebuilding power. Okay. And there's, I think somewhere like 10,000 trucks, something like that. Lineman trucks. They were all lined up there. Uh, I can't remember who posted it, but it was like an aerial shot of all these, Mm -hmm. you know, bucket truck rigs just ready to roll, man. That's pretty incredible. So this hurricane was uh, more better managed than any other hurricane that I've been in. And this Hmm. one, was the worst uh, that we've okay. ever experienced. So wow. it, it definitely out of, I've been through, I would say 10 solid hurricanes. This yeah. one was by far way worse than, I mean, and I, when I say way worse, it was like very, very, very bad. And so, yeah. you know, we're, I think because of where it hit, you know, it hit the eye went right over my shop and it flexed. Yeah my the building that my building so much that it ripped the guy wires from between the the beams that are supporting the roof 
it wow. ripped them right out of the wall. They're half inch thick uh, uh, wires, and they just the whole building flexed so much. I didn't even notice it when I first came into my shop. I thought, man, there's no water in here, and like you know, power was working and everything. So I was like, oh, that's great. And then I started seeing like chunks of drywall and chunks of like insulation and i'm like where where did this wow. come from you know and uh yeah. then i started looking up and i saw the that the roof and the walls had all i what i imagine happens in a building like this because it's all it's concrete all around the exterior but the middle walls are all steel stud and they're 20 feet tall and the roof is all just tin so it probably breathes like with the gusts, like the whole building, mm, yeah. the pressure changes and then the whole building expands and contracts. And when that happened, it popped these these big wires that go between the, you know, these beams that hold the whole building up. And I called the building manager right away and I said this. If we have another hurricane coming, this building is not going to survive it. It, it what will yeah. happen is right. those those cables were holding the whole thing together and now they're detached. So the, you know, they're trying to get somebody out here, but I mean, there's bigger, there's bigger fish to fry, really. I mean, you know, there's just, it's awful. Here's the thing though. You're currently working inside of it. Like what happens if something bad happens and it collapses? Well, I I don't think it would collapse. So like the beams run the length of the building, like, but they run, you know, across the short span. So it wouldn't collapse, but it would like, if we got a storm, I would not want to be in here. Sure. So I'll sure. be yeah. out. Yeah, I'm gone. But make sure to leave your knife in there in the next couple of weeks, just, <laughs> just in case. No chance, Brian. It's coming home <laughs> yeah. with me. So. Oh, shit. But I appreciate everybody reaching out and, and you know, sending me really nice messages. Man, everybody, man, there are so many people concerned because you're seeing, you know, you're seeing all this footage on the news yeah. and that's, it's terrible, you know, but that's like within the first mile. What I didn't realize right. was where my shop was, the floodwaters that came up like six or eight feet is only a half a mile away from here. So, oh my God, that's how far inland it came. And um, one of our patron members, Steve Kalb, he's um, a local firefighter. And he's he's been messaging me, telling me like that the area, which is just like a mile up the road from us. There's like a mobile home park there, and they're just in there looking for people. And yeah, oh, man, yeah. Jesus. So yeah, he's got he's got some stories to tell. He said at some point, but uh, mm. but yeah. So the, and they're dropping like the Coast Guard's dropping baskets down, pulling people out. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that are like negatively saying things like, "Well, you knew it was coming. Why didn't you get out?" And blah blah blah. Well, no, there's a lot of argument for. Uh, what I like to call the the you know the commodity that is our attention built by the the news, yeah. and and they you know for years they would say you know ten to twelve to eighteen foot storm surge and it would never happen and blah 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 so people get used to hearing that and then not paying attention to it or seeing the spaghetti models taking this thing up into the panhandle yeah. ten hours before the fucking thing hit like five hundred miles yeah. away from where they said it was gonna hit. And right. so now what this has taught me is if there's a storm anywhere remotely close to me, I am taking it seriously. Like it is. Oh, yeah. It is not a joke. You do, But I I became complacent, too, just like everyone. Yeah. Else. I'm just like, you know mm. what? Fuck it, man. If it hits here, it's whatever. Interesting. It's, yeah. we, uh, we mentioned it a little bit on the last episode, but we, you know, I would see that same stuff with wildfire and and 
models get better, right? Models get better over time. Uh, modeling the environment has uh, taken a long time. It's a very difficult system to to uh, model, you know, and to figure out and predict and and you know try to determine what might happen. And we'll probably never have it perfect, but they do get better. Uh, but people's understanding of them, I, I feel like in, in emergency services, we do a pretty poor job at educating uh, the public. And I think, as you said, the media tends to get in the way, <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. it's it's kind yeah. of a weird that, scenario. They have good intentions. They have good yeah, intentions. Very it's good, not that. But, but yeah. yeah, it's before yeah. we so, go on too much further. Um, so I know we know quite a few people in the area, but how's bald man holding up? Yeah. His family's actually living with us now. So, oh, wow. uh, oh, man. yeah, they, uh, they moved in right after the storm and their house is okay. It's just, they have no power, no water. So they're mm. just, um, but Dang. I think they're, they're soon enough. They've got things sorted out now. I think they're going to be heading back home in the next day or two. So, Good. but it's been great having them here. Like I, oh, I love yeah. his whole family. They're great people. And, uh, you know, I work with them all day and then we go home and see right. each other. So it's a, but it's, it's awesome. Like, you know, there's no need to suffer in that heat and, you know, situation if you don't have to. And, yeah. um, you know, it's hard to like accept help too. It's like, you know, you don't want to like burden yep. people. It's not a burden to us. Like in the state of Florida, like you just know, like, okay, we have power, we have fuel, we have food. Who needs a place yeah. to stay? You know, right. our doors are open. Come with, come stay with us. And, um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. Their, their house is okay. Just a little bit of damage. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but they had, uh, no flooding this time. And, and so that was good, but his parents had a little flooding. And so it, man, it's just, it's, it, it it's just surreal to watch this unfold right before my eyes and see mm. like buildings yeah. that were there are no longer there. Like mm. they are, man. they were flattened by this storm. Wow. Flattened. So incredible. you, you wrote it out at your house, which was what, 20 minutes South or so where yep. of where it landed. What was it like writing it out even 20 minutes away? Um, it, you know, we're about five miles from the coast and we were about 20 uh about 16 miles south of where the eye hit and honestly it not bad i mean we had wind and rain and you know just kind of felt like a a storm that would kind of come and go so not real terrible we've never been through a hurricane in this house this house is newer uh the but the second floor what it was doing was it was uh so the the house is built concrete up to the second floor and then the second floor is all wood studs mm. and framing. The entire second floor was flexing like it was. Oh, so geez, the wind, the wind geez. would hit and you would just hear. <laughs> and the whole and, and it was like and I'm just going, OK, this is it. This is where the roof rips off the house. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. And never did. I mean, it wow. just but you could feel the whole second floor like twisting. Wow. And that's when I knew I was like, and, and we had lost internet at the shop. So I had no, po- we had no power and no internet at the shop. And so I couldn't check on the shop. And I just went to bed that night thinking like, I'm going to drive up and the shop's going to be destroyed. Like I, right. I just, I watched, Man. it was crazy. Cause we had internet at the house up until the point where the eye hit the coast 
and mm. I watched where it was hitting and where the track was going, and it was going right over the shop. And I was like, <laughs> and then and then bang, the internet went out, and it was black, like no communication anywhere within a five mile radius of where I was. No phone, no internet, nothing. Like you couldn't talk to a single soul. And I was just like, okay, well, uh, it's getting dark, so I'm just gonna go to bed and hope tomorrow I have a business and a building and whatever else. Right. And uh, yeah. And then I I drove here that next morning at like 7 a.m. and I did like a little reel about it. And I had internet at the shop. It was nuts. I had power and internet at wow. the shop. I could not even believe it. And I made a reel. And then I was here for like maybe like three hours. And then the power went out and the internet went out. And that was it. Like, and then it was out <laughs> uh, intermittent for like a week. Yeah. And mm. even now, all my podcasting stuff is plugged into a battery backup because our power keeps going on and off and on and off. Mm. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So let's say worst case scenario, you drive up the day after and the place is gone. What mm. in the hell would you do? Um, Man. You had to have know. thought about it or did you just like put it in the back of your mind? And just like, OK, we'll deal with it if it happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd ha- I would be. I would, it would take me six months to a year to rebuild, but I would do wow. it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, you know, at that point, um, yeah, insurance and that's where it gets interesting, right? Act of God and flood and all that crazy yeah. shit. But it gets that. Yeah. Whew, that would be no fun having gone through not, not that catastrophic of an event, but, uh, you know, the basement thing, it's, it's no fun. It's but, pretty similar though. Yeah, it would be probably. Um, I mean, it's without the storm, but it's a lot of damage. Yeah, and it is great. I'll tell you, speaking from experience, when insurance finally does kick in and they start writing checks, holy shit, life's I know, good. I heard that. I mean, <laughs> you guys, uh, by the way, the last podcast was awesome. And, oh, uh, thanks, it, and I was I had enough internet to download it the next day. So I was like, nice. oh, I can at least like you know listen in. and you know, It's so fun, isn't fix. it? I so I enjoy weird. the shit out of that. Like listening, if you miss a show or now be cone your interview shows, I I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I've always awesome. liked the show since before I joined the show, and I haven't stopped. <laughs> but I don't yeah. listen to our episodes regularly, which is I would have to say we're probably one of the best, if not the best. I knife, think or not knife making, just standard making, just making. podcast. <laughs> I would say the that's best. out there. There's not yeah, another the, one out there. The best. Genuinely, I, can't, I can't think of another one even close. No, I, there's, there's no good making out podcast. There. It's weird. There's none. <laughs> none. Can't find them anywhere. <laughs> not one. So you guys listen to that episode of Knife Talk too, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking uh, about, Brian. I, I don't, I, like I said, I haven't found another podcast that I really best, enjoy. I've just, you know, <laughs> you might as well just admit it. I mean, <laughs> No sense hiding it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But anyways, I, I appreciate you guys. So, hey, listen. So we know what's going on in my workshop. Uh, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have going on this week? Well, speaking of knife talk, uh, they were doing that tactical butter knife build along yeah. situation. And I basically jumped right on top of it. I took uh, some of the carbon fiber I've been working with, the, that carbon fiber company between my shop and my apartment. Yeah. I took a bit of the copper kind and I made a tactical butter knife. And so basically I listened to the episode, I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday. 
And then, you know, all Thursday I made, or not all Thursday, but I took a part of Thursday and built the, the thing. And I had the video out by Saturday morning. So nice. yeah, I jumped on it. I tried to be the first one, the first one to drop one down. And I did. And uh, yeah, I was really so proud you're, of it. You were participating in the knife talk build along and yeah. promoting their podcast. Well, hmm. you know, uh -huh. <laughs> we're having fun. We're having fun. I mean, they, they doubled up. They, their, their hashtags are now, you know, our hashtags because they're trying to ride our coattails, I guess. But uh... Stealing our ideas? <laughs> what is happening? Oh my goodness. This is okay, guys. Brutal. Need... <laughs> How do we do? More See, proof that we're the best podcast. About I can already shows. hear Craig Lockwood. And inside of his mind, he's like, why did I ever offer Brian a spot on the Makery Network? I'll never know. He's like oh, regretting it from day one. He's like, oh, wow. You know, I will admit, since you bring up Makery, it it would be nice to add some some legit shows to the Makery. Oh, We've lost <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think guys, we're going too hard on this. We need we need to stop screwing around here. Come on. We love you, Knife Talk. We just, you know, yeah. we had to bust your chops a little bit. Yeah. What are you gonna do? For sure. What are you doing? What Ben, what are you Bro, I barely got into mine. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, what else? What else? Oh, all right, Brian. What else? Yeah, what else? Continue. So you're so making on, butter knives. On top of making that butter knife, I had a customer ask me to remake my very first knife. So I, I made a video about making my remaking my very first knife, but up to my current standards out of a file and all that fun stuff, which will be dropping this Saturday at 8 a.m. If you guys want to watch my YouTube video on it, oh, um, nice. got nice. a couple other knives working, but that's that's not nearly as fun. Um, the other big thing is I had a big sit down talk with this carbon fiber company and we're really like. We're going to get moving on getting this carbon fiber out to market. So it nice. sounds like we're going to, you know, of course we have the standard black, you know, crushed carbon fiber. If you guys have seen seen it on my Instagram, I made a couple knives with this this crushed carbon fiber, which is kind of the look that they have or what they what they normally work with. And uh yeah, we're going to also have we're going to start off with a batch of those and see how those sell. Um you know, the prices are going to be, I think, significantly less than the average, like, supplier of this stuff because you're getting a 12 by 12 inch sheet by quarter inch. And yeah. it's, I think we we haven't quite talked the numbers all the way through, but we're going to land somewhere around $75 a, a tile, which is like, you're getting a lot of handles for 75 bucks. Like, that's, Man, that's a yeah. lot of carbon fiber for that price. And then we're also going to do five different colors. We're going to do bronze, copper, red, green, and blue. So we're going to kind of kind of keep it to, you know, what a lot of people like. I don't know if you guys saw the the butter knife and then one other knife that we did out of the copper. Um, and oh my gosh, that that stuff looks really good. We're also going to be adding copper flex into that, so it's going to be even more copper on the inside. It's it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see how this thing grows, how much we sell it, and yeah, I'm I'm just really happy with it. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to over the next couple weeks probably get the first batch of the straight black out into the market. So, if you guys are interested, I am also you know going to be putting it up on my website to sell it there. So if you guys want to be kind of looking at that, checking it out, I'll I'll, I'll obviously you know do a big release when it comes up so that a lot of people can hear about it and all that fun stuff but yeah i mean 
it's also just kind of fun to start a side business. I mean, I've got my main hustle making knives, but like having this secondary income is going to be interesting. But yeah, that's, that's really cool. For sure, for sure. I guess the last other thing is, you know, of course we're we're finishing the fantasy sword, doing a doing some videography with it. I'm gonna need to do some voiceover as soon as Kyle gets. Man, he just the fact that he's not done with it yet, and we're coming up so damn close. I'm I'm stressing out over here, but. It'll get done. I know it's going to get done, but I just, I would rather be done well and ahead of time so that we could fix any mistakes yeah. if there are any, but. Unfortunately, that, that layer of rust that you got on there during your little thing, <laughs> that'll probably disqualify you from even entering. See, here's the thing. Amateur. I, I Amateur. <laughs> what's nice about it is that sword was a takedown. So I took off the handle oh, and I was able to completely smart. refinish it. Okay. I originally, okay. when I put it together originally, I thought I was just going to flood it with epoxy so that that would never move. But when I, when I <laughs> tightened it up, it was super rock solid. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to leave it as a takedown. Thank God That's I did. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. So Ben, what's going on in your workshop? Man. Well, oh, cool. Yeah. The usual, I guess, is what I would say. It's become the usual, you know, basement, basement uh, building mostly. Um, had a couple of little framing jobs to do. Uh, most recently, finished up a pocket door install, and I hate pocket doors. They're just a pain in the ass. And, I've uh, never worked with anything like that. What What do you have to do with that? Well, it's you know, so a pocket door basically slides into the wall when it's right. open, you know? Yeah. And normally they're pretty straightforward, um, except where this one was going, I had to I had to make it open into an existing wall. So I had some creative framing to do and ended up with the wall that it goes into ended up about 12 inches wide. So it's a little weird. <laughs> um, but I think it'll be pretty cool in the end. Uh, and they're just such a big space saver. So that's... That's always clutch, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of a little bit, little bit of creative framing, like I said, but other than that, got that done and moving on, we've got the drywaller finishing up, uh, the ceiling and the few little walls that are there. Um, of course I wasn't watching and, um, so he barely speaks English, <laughs> he speaks Spanish and I don't speak a lick of Spanish, um. And somehow we must have gotten wires crossed because I went in, uh, was it last week, I think, Friday, uh, after he left. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm all done. And I went in and I realized that he had textured all the walls instead of oh. making them smooth. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, no, no. So he's been coming back and uh, trying to smooth the walls out. So that's that's pretty good. But. That's wrapping up, and um, yeah, I'm darn near done with all the big sort of structural wall building type stuff. Uh, this pocket door was kind of the last thing, and then we've uh, gone ahead and got the flooring ordered, and so that's putting a little bit of a pinch on me. Now i got to get the paint and a few other things, and then get on to making some cabinets built-in cabinets got to build the bar for the basement and a few other odds and end furniture type builds which will be fun to get back to but yeah that's pretty much been the rule of the day um pretty much it honestly so 
Is your shop like completely shut down until your basement is done? Are you working anything in your shop? Uh, mo- not necessarily woodworking projects. I got a few apron projects going. Um, I just got another apron order the other day. And, uh, other than that, I haven't been taking any woodworking commissions. I actually haven't taken a woodworking commission all summer. Wow. And so I'm, and I, but I also haven't been advertising it or pushing it at all. Yeah. But like I alluded to in the last episode, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, pretty strongly considering pivoting back to that. I think it's, uh, it's a little bit more in my wheelhouse. The leather stuff is enjoyable and relaxing, but, um, you know, it just ha- hasn't quite taken off like I had hoped. And I think it's time to go back to what I know and know well. And so sure, that's been, sure. uh, after some deep, deep thought, there'll be some changes coming, I think. And, uh, maybe a few leather goods still, uh, out there for the masses, but for the most part, I think, you know, furniture is obviously uh, more in my wheelhouse. I've always stayed away from uh, installs and working in people's homes, but I'll be honest, I'm kind of thinking about making a pretty strong pivot towards, you know, kind of like I said, more more towards general contracting where I would be, um, you know, in in homes doing that kind of work maybe not full remodels but uh getting getting my feet wet in that industry it's fairly easy to become a general contractor here in idaho (laughs) (laughs) any uh any big progress on that kh daily collaboration you're working with uh we got the files sorted and so that's that's coming yeah so that's been pretty fun kyle's been um getting stuff over to me and you know we've been bouncing some questions back and forth and uh so that should be coming fairly soon i've got some aluminum uh on order so i needed some big old one inch thick by i can't remember what it is one by six wide aluminum so that's coming up and that should be a cool little uh uh quench plate setup and you know we got it, it's fairly easy milling operation on the CNC. It's just kind of routing some channels. And then the biggest part is drilling all the holes and then I'll ship them back to Kyle and he'll tap all the holes out and uh, put the fixtures in for the water uh, that routes through it and all that stuff. But yeah, should be a cool, cool little project for sure. For sure. For sure. Real quick, yeah, gentlemen, I just want to mention that this episode and every episode of Work For It is sponsored by MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. That's Lawrence Lake at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. He has everything you need to build that next knife project. And if you've been watching what I've been doing on the, uh, the fantasy build, some of the supplies that I use to make that came from Maritime. And, uh, and also, Lawrence is a wealth of knowledge on a, a whole lot of different techniques as well. So if you ever have a question, you can always reach out to him and ask him what you need, and he can respond with experience, not just with, you know, oh, yeah, you should get this because whatever, I sell it. He is a, he is a wealth of knowledge in, in the world of knife making. So go support our sponsor, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, and also... This show has been brought to you by the beautiful people 
on Patreon. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we are now at 100 patrons. And if you join up for our Patreon for as little as $10.84 a year, that's right, ten eighty four, like the steel, $10.84 a year, you get the after <laughs> show, and you can hear Brian describe in detail all of the things that he loves to do on the weekends. He'll he'll tell you about his long walks on the beach with his girlfriend and, <laughs> and the barbecue. Hey, speaking you, of, uh, you do realize that I live like an hour and a half from any beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nowhere don't near. let that stop you, Brian. I mean, I don't know. Windy walks and whatever sure. else. And, I, what, um, yeah. You'll, and also, by the way, the patron after show, we do um, we do a question and answer thing. So if you're a patron and mm-hmm. you want to ask us a question, you can do that, and then we'll at, we'll read the question on air on this show, and then answer it in the after show. So, uh, and then sometimes if I'm being trolled, we'll do a troll of the week, where we'll call somebody out for being a bitch ass troll and <laughs> fucking with me online. But you know that's not happening right now so you know whatever i did have a guy man i had a guy this yeah. guy so i actually became his last name is butler he's an asshole <laughs> he's a dick a fucking guy such a dick oh amateur i became a patron and uh <laughs> i saw that I'm like why is <laughs> like, ben signing up for a patron <laughs> well i wanted to i wanted to like see if it would help if i could get more Access, access you know but at least i can kind of reply to comments and stuff now and i'm like it's 10 fucking dollars you know yeah <laughs> like I, well, I can do this so but, they have yeah. an they have a different tier that we could sign mm. up for that gives me access to like have a team but oh, they take okay. a bigger chunk of the of course they do. yeah so yeah. it's like well do we really well, need it so yeah, yeah. brian we'll yeah. just let you handle it then I mean, I'm all for I don't care. I mean, you know, the money is one thing, whatever. But it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to take 12 percent or something. I'm just like, okay, fuck that. But it's cool. I mean, there is um, there is pretty good interaction happening there, which is. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did the I I did the patron after show on my phone. Like I recorded it as a voice memo because I had no power. So I was like, well, I'm just going to record this as a voice memo and then uploaded it to patron. And it, it worked. It. Yeah. Yep. I'm Man, I was feeling it, yeah. I was feeling the FOMO on that because I don't I didn't have access. Maybe I need to throw I'll down shoot. the ten bucks. Now I'll I'll just upgrade the account so everybody can get in there. No, whatever. We'll we'll talk about that. Whatever. It might uh, be so cheaper we... to pay him ten bucks. <laughs> You're probably honestly, right. <laughs> honestly, it might be. So, do we have a question for this this upcoming after show? You know, I don't think we do. Um, uh oh. Yeah, so there's no question. So I was just gonna. Um, oh, we, haven't been, we haven't been advertising that. Yeah, we haven't much, really been so. pushing it. So send us your yeah. questions, patrons. Yeah. Are they Ask sending it any. over on Patreon? Or are they sending it in our Instagram? Yeah. Patreon. Yeah, th- yeah, send it through the messenger on Patreon, so I know you're an active patron, so I can see it. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's we have over a hundred patrons now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's awesome. Um. And the other thing I'll note is in Patreon, the only way you can, I mean, how does it work? It seems the only way you can interact as a patron is if you reply to a post that was made by the, by you, Brian. Yes. You can, so you can reply to those or 
DM direct message. Uh, so I, you know, you can't as a patron, you can't make a post in the thread, if you will. It's pretty minimal, honestly. On. Yeah, but, it's uh, really, really minimal. I mean, we may want to consider at some point doing a work for it Facebook group or something. I don't know. I mean, it's so yeah. tough these days. It used to be forums were the thing or whatever but anyway that's boring yeah. stuff we, we deal with that later but anyway yeah. we appreciate you guys at patron at patreon thank you so much for supporting our work financially and if you want to do that uh, and you're not already su- uh, subscribed to our patreon feed you can go to work for it or patreon.com forward slash work for it and find out more and like i said it's like the cheapest tier is ten dollars and 84 cents a year or something like that so it is yeah. uh, and you get 52 shows plus all the after shows so Bringing a value, motherfuckers. Bringing a value, baby. Yeah, that's it. Speaking of the value, what's been uh, happening? Are you still blowing up on the old IG, or how's that life treating you? Well, when you have a hurricane knock you out for a week, it's kind of (laughs) hard. Yeah. I was going to talk about that. You notice a dip? Yeah. Well, because I couldn't post every day, I tried. Like, I tried to, like, find a signal and post. But I I actually. I made some reels because, you know, my community on Instagram are my friends. I talk to a lot of people. Well, recently sure. I blew up. So I had, you know, added like 50,000 followers in like a couple of months. And ooh. Ooh, and, uh, <laughs> and and so when that happened, I didn't realize like the impact, like me sharing the hurricane mm-hmm. stuff would mm-hmm. have. Because so like I'm making reels about like just the track of the hurricane and doing a couple of updates because people are concerned about me like genuinely. And it was like people were leaving in droves, like thousands of people just unsubscribed. Yeah, because they didn't want to see that. They, you know, and this is what I try to tell everybody. Like when you're a content creator, you're making stuff online or whatever. Stay in your lane, baby. Yeah, stay in your lane a little bit. And I don't really give a shit because it's just a number, right? I'd rather have a core group of people that believe in my work and we support each other and all of that. These are obviously fringe followers that don't really care. Uh, so much about my well-being and you know it's like i get right, it like right. i'm not like in their circle like whatever it, it makes sense to me so i did lose quite a few followers but i'm still over sixty thousand. so i'm like at sixty thousand four hundred. or something incredible like yeah wow yeah so but yeah. yeah no no more blowing up on instagram because all of those reels what happens is if you don't you know commit to the three a day reel rule so that's my new rule three a day, like take your vitamins three a day reels and it doesn't have to be a lot. I've, I've been talking to people. I'm like, look, you don't have to overthink this. You can create good content no. and you can do it. You can create content. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be that great. As long as you're doing consistent content every day, the algorithm mm-hmm. and it will take time, but the algorithm will start to promote your work. And yep. um, it's, you know, whatever i couldn't do it so i couldn't keep up so now my real they're still getting pretty decent views like the fantasy build yeah. challenge stuff's getting like twenty thousand views on a reel which you know nice. i'm used to the million number you know i'm like oh, i want the yeah. millions yeah. of views but you know but 20 hard, i'll take man. twenty thousand. Um, this boozy keeping up here. with three a day is is incredibly hard yeah have you looked at any um so i know that Facebook's creator studio will allow you to schedule posts to Instagram, but not reels. Interestingly enough. Um, have you looked at other apps for scheduling posts at all? Yeah. You know, um, 
I don't. I tried all these, like you know, these apps that are Hootsuite supposedly supposed to do and... Hootsuite and all that. It's super complicated. I just realized, like, I'm just gonna hit three a day, even if I just post three in a row. Uh, that's yeah. been what I've been trying to do. And uh, okay, so here here's something that's interesting. So last month I did. I got a, a monetization check from Instagram for nine hundred dollars. About nice. it was like eight hundred and ninety-five dollars, something like that. And yeah, it was insane. Right. So, but that was, I think I got like 8 million views that month on all my stuff. And then I, this month, my, my number is somewhere around like 200. Right. And Mm -hmm. which is still not a, not bad. Right. It's like pays the light bill. Right. right? Yeah. And I started looking at uh, my views on my reels and I had one that went to like eight or 9 million views for this month and i'm like well if it went to eight or nine million views this one reel why am i not yeah. making why the 900 bucks yeah. yeah i mean those numbers equate right so mm-hmm. then i dig into the insights and i find out that they had crossed posted that reel to facebook and right. that it only got like forty thousand views on instagram and it got the remainder of the eight million oh, on facebook wow. okay so I dug into Facebook and I'm like, eight million some odd people watch this. I start scrolling through my reels that they had cross promoted. Some of my reels on Facebook have over 20 million views. Oh, Whoa. Jesus. But really? guess what? Man, you There's don't no get fucking paid for Facebook. And you're not monetized there. I'm not monetized because Facebook has rules about. They're a little more strict about what you can post and what you can't post. And I apparently broke a couple of community rules, which I don't even know <laughs> what I did. And they won't monetize me. Think about this. 20 Man. and multiple reels on Facebook, 20 plus million. So then all of a sudden I'm getting these messages from friends and stuff. They're like, I'm seeing your reels on other people's pages. They're stealing yeah. your content yep. oh, and they're yeah. just yep. reposting it everywhere. And these guys are getting millions of views. So they're mm-hmm. taking my reels from Facebook, they're reposting them to Instagram and they're getting yeah. monetized. You'll never know like motherfuckers. I I would see that all the time back in the day when I, you know, when I was hitting heavy too where <clears throat> yeah, all these repost accounts and uh other shit like that. Yeah. It goes deep, man. I don't see it too much these days, but I think they've gotten better at it. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. You know, it's harder to find. Yeah, Dennis more- Tyrell Dennis Tyrell talked about in the Slack channel for the Fantasy Challenge that there was this, it looked like it had some sort of Mandarin writing on it, but some some YouTube channel was stealing, you know, multiple people in the Fantasy Challenge had their videos just completely reposted with, yeah. you know, Chinese <laughs> writing on it or Japanese. Uh, honestly, them. I don't know what's the difference, like the, the symbols... Yeah. I don't yeah. know which one's which, but it was it was basically just completely reposted on YouTube, which YouTube is normally pretty damn strict about that stuff. So I don't know. They've, I've they're... literally seen YouTube videos like how to make money with YouTube shorts, and it literally spells out how to fucking copy people's content and <laughs> repost it. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shorts, though, I've been posting, you know, I've, I post at least once. I'm, I'm trying to get to that three a day, but, you know, I'm getting one or two in every day consistently. But I I've been putting up on about what you're posting. <laughs> I know, I know. <clears throat> but shorts, I had one that go went up to, a, I think it was 160 or 180,000 
Nice. But like the the crazy thing is, well, you get multiple watch hours, and it makes my graph look ridiculous, you know, because they don't separate the shorts and the regular. Yeah, it's hard to sort so like, that out. <laughs> the views graph on mine is like all all of what I've done is just a little itty bitty line with a couple small bumps, and then a giant, you know, giant, you know, spike up. Yeah. But anyways, uh, it's surprising to me that like you get two hundred thousand views on a on a piece of content, and I got maybe. Fit, 50 60 new subscribers that's because so it's shorts, short right it's shorts and also it's not monetized yet so like here when they they turn on oh. that monetization maybe i'll get some kickback out of it but like it's surprising mm-hmm. how how unengaged those people are with that short form content yeah yeah yep. risky it's risky to make yeah. it but it, you never know like somebody will see it and and you know connect with you and yeah i i, I had well, I've it had costs a lot nothing. Of, it's not it's not yeah. risky. It costs nothing. No, you're right. Absolutely right. It shorts are worth doing and and posting across all the three major pla- actually four. I think Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. I think it's worth doing across the board. Cuz you make mm-hmm. the content once. You just got to upload it four you know, times. Four times. Yeah. Totally worth it. You know, doing. so here's an interesting thing that I've kind of observed um with myself is that I almost have two social media modes in a way (laughs) like if i'm not posting i find myself interacting a lot more right Mm. so i'm out there commenting on people's posts and mixing it up you know and and um really combing the feed if i'm doing two a days or trying to get to three a days i don't have time to be commenting on people's stuff you know either i'm replying to comments on my own posts or I just, I don't know. I, I can't quite get, <laughs> you know, can't quite get that high level of interaction plus be posting all the, you know, all that content. Do yeah. you guys find that? It's the same with us. Yeah. Or me anyway. Yeah. I, I, yeah, if if I, if I'm posting content, I'm nine times out of 10 now just responding to comments and talking about that particular thread. And then yeah. bouncing between now because you're at, you're doing four social media platforms, you're bouncing yeah. between them trying to keep up with you know it's so important to respond to comments. I remember hearing um, Benjamin Neruda talk about that, and Mike yeah. Montgomery talk about that on their podcast. Oh, I, yeah. uh, I can't think of the name of it. Um, anyway, uh, Modern Maker. Yeah, Modern Maker, and uh, which is. And by the way, way better than any other podcast I've ever heard. By the way, I just love that. Po- <laughs> and, they, uh, and they make stuff. They and make they actually things. make stuff. It's pretty it's about, cool. It's about making. They talk about yeah. making stuff. And uh, so, but uh, but the so they were saying like they feel like it's homework. You know, like they're going through and listening and reading comments and stuff. And because at the time Ben had just blown up, like he had just gotten really big with his YouTube channel. Yeah. And it was. Still Stellar important for him to maintain it. And I'm in that middle zone somewhere, you know, and I feel like if I don't respond to comments and don't keep that community engagement going, not that I don't want to, because I really do. It's just it becomes overwhelming because you got four platforms. You you become, you know, that basically what you're doing is just responding. So I take right in the morning. I just take some time. I have my coffee. I go through and I read the most, you know, uh, well thought out if anybody has a question you know things like that and i'll answer the question um and the more i get technical with knife making like with this mosaic damascus build that i did 
and I would imagine on the YouTube video when it when it comes out, I'm going to get a lot of technical questions about like what kind of press do you have and what kind of steel is that and all of that. It's super important to answer those questions because the people have you ever been on the other end where um, you've written a maker and you've asked a question and been totally ignored. And then and then and then what happens is, is you remember that and you go, well, I'm not going to I don't want to look at his stuff anymore. Like I, 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 I kind of yeah. got salty about it after a couple of times where I was asking somebody a question that was a valid question. It was followed <clears throat> yeah. up by a compliment, you know, like I was like, I love your channel, love your work, blah, 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 crickets. I see and threads then, like that all the time. DM, yeah. Oh, all the time. And then DMing the same person to only get totally snubbed. And I'm thinking like, well, that's interesting. And then one time I was at face to face with somebody and they totally snubbed me. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. oh, it was brutal. And I'm like, man, and not, not that it's important that you know who I am because I don't give a shit about that. But like I really wanted to, you know, co- you know, talk to that person and tell them how much they, you know, their work meant. And it was like a legit cold shoulder type situation. Like you're nobody. Yeah. You're not important. I don't want to talk to you. And goodbye. And turn their well, back here, on me. You know? Here's the thing. Like the three of us really dedicate a lot of time and we we're proud of really building up our community building up our groups built finding our freaks and it's like you know when you you have to realize that not everybody out there is as passionate about the community or willing to put in that much work to you know really build connections and good point it's you know it's it's just the way it is it's it's business it's you know whatever but I think that's what yeah. let leaves the salty taste in my mouth about it because they want the benefit of the community. They just don't want to give back. I think that's mm. the part yeah. that I'm, I don't I, like. I, I think it's I think that is to me because I am genuinely interested in what uh, my fellow makers are making and doing. Not everybody, yeah. of course. I mean, I I can't keep up with everybody, but there's a handful of people, maybe even more, that I. <clears throat> truly am dedicated to their success and wanting to see what they're up to and wanting to connect with them. And there's people who on the converse say the same thing about me. They're super invested in my story. And that's why we continue to do the podcast. I, you know, I feel like if you're doing this work and this is just my opinion that, you know, you're a public face of the maker economy that you should do your best to, you know, give that, give something yeah. back to that community because ultimately everyone benefits, not just you, but everyone in the community benefits from it. So, you know, do your best that's to, where to I respond. Feel, that's right. I honestly, I struggle a bit because if I'm posting that frequently, you know, I did two days last week a, a bit and I, I struggle with it because I'm like, man, I, I, I just can't. I can't get that level where I'm commenting on other people's posts as much as I would like. Right. And so one thing I've noticed is that somehow my, the, the number of people I follow, that number has crept up quite high. I think I'm over 1200 people that I'm following. And of those 1200, you know, maybe 30% post regularly, and some of them are just, oh, I followed this or followed that, you know, just on a on a lark, if you will. Sure. Uh, and so and, and I try to do this fairly regularly, at least a couple times a year where I go through all the accounts that I'm following and start, you know, 
start sloughing off some of this, you know, the accounts that maybe aren't that active or were maybe not quite in my wheelhouse, but I just, you know, happened to hit the follow button on or something like that. I've noticed that that does tend to help. And that, that really kind of does something to the algorithm uh, because it, it really right. changes up your feed and everything else like that. And so I'm kind of at that point right now where I'm like, I can't keep up with the people that I want to keep up with. I'm losing track of some people that I used to follow pretty closely and was really invested in their story. And then I start, you know, the, like yesterday I looked up and I'm like, well, shit, you're following this many people. Instagram's trying to shove all that into your feed. It just ain't yeah. going to happen, you know. If well, I spent a good five minutes and got to the bottom of my feed, I started seeing some of those old accounts where it's like, shit, I, don't, I fucking, I forgot about this dude, you know? So I'm so, going to clean the, clean the gutter out, I think. So Ben, there's, there's actually a new feature of Instagram that if you don't already know about it, it's called favorites. And what you can do yeah, yeah. is you can go in now and you can favorite specific maker or specific poster, you know, Instagram handles or whatever. And you can, mm -hmm. it, you will get that in your feed uh, before you get anybody else's feed. Wow. And nice. that, it's, it's uh, I think what it is, is it's like that three button thing, the little three yep. little dots, you click I, it and I you say add this. to favorites. Oh, yeah. And it becomes like preferential treatment for those particular ones. So you don't have to go through and unfollow people. You just have to go through and add the people you want in your favorites right. to that feed. So like I've been doing this now. Because, you know, things like Brian, I wouldn't get posts from Brian. Like, I wouldn't see Brian's work because, yeah. you know, just, um, you know. Because it's the, not the, interesting the, enough. Well, the nature of his work is fairly <laughs> mediocre. And, you know, there's just a lot of problems there, and including his social media content. So, you yeah, know, it's like, <laughs> I love you, Brian. I'm just busting you <laughs> But, oh, no, what was happening was is, like, I was getting all this other stuff. So I started, like, favoriting people. And what I noticed was that that helps their uh, being pushed out to people who are following me. So like, it's all kind of tied together. It's kind of like, you think about it like a spider web, like we're all kind of connected. So if you go in and do that, um, and by the way, the owner of Instagram, the the CEO, not the owner, but the CEO of Instagram, his feed is really good. I can't think of his it name, is. go look it up. But he I, that's I, how yeah. I learned about that. He has that like nuggets of secret nugget of info for Instagram. And that's where I learned yep. about the favorite thing. There was a thing, and it seemed short-lived, but there was a feature where you could kind of see a, a sequential, you know, where it would be, oh, I can't, I shouldn't have even mentioned it. I don't remember what the hell it was. Yeah, but, but they you took could that actually, away. You yeah, they took that away. Yeah. But now you can see the, yeah, you're right. There's following and then there's favorites. Yep. And so it, it's not, I'm trying to find it on the app. How do you get it? on the app i don't know you just google it you'll figure it out. Yeah. i mean it's it is a little tough to find but once you figure it out i think maybe you have to go to their their actual uh page their instagram page yeah. and you'll find it there but yeah it's uh, i can well, see it on the on the web on a on a i'm on a mac but i can't figure it out on the app on the iphone but yeah it's there it took me a minute to find it it's definitely you guys beneficial. know do you guys know the best way to find some really high con really high-end content Go ahead and follow the hashtag WFI projects, guys. Oh, good segue. I like it. Yeah, Hold on, man. though. We Let's... got we are about an hour in. I think I could. Uh, oh, we got the dad, dad joke. joke. First. I got a really okay. good one for the month All of right. October. So let me just. 
Uh, this oh, comes from Steve Grillo. He's like one of my dudes. Uh, Steve, I love you, love you, buddy. Um, so, why is it cheaper to throw a party in a haunted house? Why? Because the ghosts will bring the booze. <laughs> All month long, October, we will be doing uh, dad jokes related to Halloween because uh, it's oh, yeah. my second favorite holiday after Labor Day, of course. And so we will, um, you know, if you've got a Halloween-based dad joke, shoot it over to me in a DM, and I will read it on the air if it's funny. It's not funny. If it's funny. If it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I'll, I'll give it Are a shot. Are dad jokes funny? Well, they're groaners. I mean, you know. all right, guys, let's jump over to hashtag WFI projects. Go ahead. And while you guys are making your three posts a day, hashtag WFI projects, and uh, we'll go ahead and bring it up on the podcast because, hey, it's working now. So I'll go it ahead and take working. the first one. Um, I've got Nate Walpole with the uh, Waller Steel. He's made this tactical butter knife. I know I brought it up earlier, but this thing is really, really cool. It's one slab of, I believe, stainless steel. I don't think it says anywhere, but I imagine it's stainless because that's that's what he normally works with. And, I mean, for a butter knife, this thing is way overbuilt, which is exactly what, what the whole you know build-along is for. It's got bottle openers. It's got lanyard holes. It's got a pry bar. It's got, it's got like... So there's two sides to the blade. One side is like normal for regular, you know, soft butter spreading. But then the other side has a bunch of holes drilled into it so that you can scrape. Ooh. Oh, sorry. I just got a call. Sorry, guys. Uh, so there's a bunch of holes drilled into it so that you can scrape away frozen butter or, you know, hard butter. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Really well done. I don't know if you guys could hear that that call going through, but it like took over my entire phone for a second. Sorry about that. No, nah, no, nah, we didn't. All hear. good. All good. Who's got the next one? I'm pulling it up. I, I'm my internet just went out. I'm hopefully oh, I'm shit. still on the air. So yeah, what you're, the hell you're, is you're here. You guys can hear what's, me. Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. What's the Reaper doing here? I, I, any guesses? He's got a red tube inserted into a block of wood. What? With what appears to be epoxy. <laughs> he tagged us WFI projects. Uh, 15 hours ago well i i can't see it i i'm uh i i do have a couple of posts that are pulled up it's a zura maker he is now a patron of ours by the way he has joined up nice Thank and you. he is i don't know if you guys are following it's a zura it azura i-t-a-z-u-r-a underscore maker he's in uh makaweo makaweo hawaii i believe i'm saying that right and his work is off the charts good. Does a ton of lathe work. He makes oh, Damascus Incredible. and unbelievable stuff. So go check out his work. He's making a bunch of rings and everything else. And we appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for joining up on the Patreon. Speaking Oxford. of Itazura, speaking of Itazura, I'm uh, currently talking to him about getting a wedding band made. Ooh, no. nice. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Love That's going to be cool. So Oxford Blade Co. is apparently working on a mega-sized chisel tip sharp sharpie, which just sounds badass. I'm assuming he's going to put a blade in a mega-sized chisel tip sharpie. 
That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, so cool. I've seen his I've seen his sharpies before. So basically, it's a little piece of G10 that he cuts to look like the sharpie tip, or even just a point. And it's like a little thrusting. Okay. To, like it's, I mean, in case you're in a situation where you need to, you yeah. know, back somebody off, it's a yeah. little it's a little sharp thing that you can poke with. That's pretty damn cool. That, you know, it's pretty covert. It looks like just a little sharpie. Yeah. I like Those it. things are badass. Those things are really cool. He makes some mega batches of stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, it is. So I've got Hooten Knives, uh, Brian Hooten, Hooten Knives, one of our Patreons. Um, so he, he, we brought him up last week about this little like Serbian chef knife, but like super miniature Serbian chef. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's finished it. It looks really good. It's It's got a blue handle with some, uh, looks like Micarta pins in there. And it looks like it have has a differential heat treat because you can definitely see a hamon line in in the blade, which is oh that's cool. I mean, super yeah. cool, and it also has like an S grind to it. So we went way over the top for something that you know might be kind of a meme, but I don't know if he's he's doing this as an order or if if this is just like a you know let's see how small of a Serbian chef I can make. Just really yeah. cool. Go check him out. W Scott nineteen eighty seven has got those ball bases. Uh, He's looks like he's going in more or less full production on these things. So, Brian, I know you picked one up. How's yeah. the, have you played with it much at all yet? Yeah, or? it's it's a top quality piece of gear. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is work nice. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and he's getting all his stuff yeah. laser cut now, so like it's going a little bit faster. All of his awesome. all of his parts and stuff. Yeah, no, uh, Trey, his work and off the charts good and it's funny because like he's got uh work for it stickers and like housemates yeah they're always like laying all, around always in his shop yeah yeah good guy uh, T- tmo knives uh who's also a patron of ours uh he is it looks like he's re- either restoring or he bought a treadle hammer maybe it looks like and he just posted about it on the 27th and it's he calls it a power hammer, but it looks like a treadle hammer. I don't know. Anyway, but it's uh, hmm. he says it was made in 1911, and um, cool piece, man, cool piece. Congratulations nice. on that. I've got Entiat River Forge. We've talked about him quite a bit. He just finished up a little Damascus. Um, it's one of those golfing tools where you like you know you pull up the divots. Oh, a divot, yeah, yeah, a little little. Undiviter. I, I I don't golf. I don't. I I disc golf. I don't ball golf. But uh, <laughs> so it's Whoa. it's made out of Damascus and it's got a little bottle opener on one end and uh you know it's really cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's super that's cool. uh super cool. Noah Blomberg. Blomberg. Yes, that's how Blomberg. you say it. Is that seriously yeah. how you say that? No, it's an inside joke because remember <laughs> yeah. when he did the when he did the the um, intro to uh, Hustle and Grind, he like, oh, pronounced right, everybody's right. Right name wrong, everybody's including name. including his own name, which I thought was yep. just <clears throat> extra funny. So Noah right. Blomberg, Blomberg. So Rob O'Grady made a uh, cross out of old wrought an old wrought iron bolt and some heavy copper sheet that was domed on the fly press. And it came out really cool. I don't, it, I guess it's a topper for some kind of a religious thing here, maybe a fountain of sorts, but really cool little work. So it's R O B B O G R A D Y, Rob O'Grady. We appreciate you, Robert. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Might be a little bit of a segue. I know uh, Carol Ann Jeanette is always in this feed and we always bring her up. 
Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I did a, a, a I don't yes. know if you'd call it a collaboration, but we traded, you know, my one of my chef knives for a couple of her spoons, and uh, I got her spoons finally, and those things are next Woo. freaking level. It's amazing. Nice. Like, I, I got them. I originally did this trade so that you know I could give these to Emily for for her birthday, which was you know more than a month ago. <laughs> but yeah. you know, things happen. Shit happens. No big deal. Um, but I, I gave them to Emily and she immediately repackaged them and like put them away and they're like, you can't touch them. You will not, you will not screw these things up because they're so incredibly beautiful. Nice. They're meant to be used though, Emily. I know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. But you know, Emily, Emily thinks that the they're box. so nice. Emily well, said sure they're they so are nice. nice. We need to eventually we're going to use them as like our, you know, display spoons, which is a stupid idea to my personal <laughs> opinion. But Emily thinks that they're like works of art and which they absolutely well, they are. are. They are. They really are. Functional I want to use them. It's functional I use them. art. It's like when people buy knives and, you know, they put right. them in a box and never look at them. It's like, yeah, you bought that thing. You should use it. Same with cutting boards. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. Listen, go ahead and email Emily at. <laughs> right. Just send me your phone number. I'll, I'll be texting her. I'll be like, look, you're going to have to let this go. Let it go. Let Just it go, it. girl. All right, everybody. Well, listen, hey, listen, we're going to switch over to the after show. We are after, show. Uh, after dark, after after show, after dark. We're like the showtime of the Makery Network filled Ow. with second class uh, B style <laughs> porno. That, uh, you know, just you heard uh, the dad jokes. Join us it. for the bad jokes. That's it. And uh, <laughs> we were the redheaded stepchild. We get it. We get it. And uh, no, I'm kidding. We love you guys at Knife Talk. It's just a joke. We love everybody. Is no, no ill will. No. I, I've said this for for months that I'd want to turn this entire Makery Network into the WWE, where we have belts and we're like arguing with each yeah, other, and there's fun. a whole thing, and we're like. We're going to do a pay-per-view where Brian and Jeff Fader get in the octagon together, and it's Yo. the whole thing. Have you seen that guy? He's slimmed down. I don't want uh, I I to run. Hey, I don't want to tussle. You'll have the advantage. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway, we appreciate everybody. Uh, thanks to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com for supporting our work. Hey. Adios, amigos, and on to the after show. Woo!